Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you follow the British royal family, you may have noticed that when its youngest members appear in public, they're often accompanied by a neatly dressed nanny, wearing a tan uniform and maybe a brown hat. A child care is always a rigorous job with lots to learn about, but these nannies have received a particular education at Norland College, an academy that trains the nannies of the world's wealthiest families. A formal child care education is a relatively new phenomenon. For the article this episode is based on, How Stuff Works spoke with social historian Dr. Louise Heron. She said, Britain and most European countries had some form of children's nurse, but they would learn on the job. So you could go from being a scullery maid to getting bumped up to lower nursery maid. And then eventually, one day, you might make children's nurse and be looking after the family. This would change in England in 1892, when a primary school teacher named Emily Ward saw an opportunity. Heron said she realized that the nurses and nursery maids were all uneducated. She thought that there was a business opportunity in training children's nurses who could both raise and educate the next generation of our upper classes. Ward founded Norland College in Bath, England, and at first, the training program only lasted a few months. Still, the cost to attend was a bit steep. The women who enrolled, and it was only women for a long time, had a bit of family money. Heron said, The fees for getting the education at Norland Institute were beyond most working-class young women. They were things like a greengrocer's daughter, or the daughter of people who had their own small business. But the tuition was well worth it for those who could afford it. 
In those early years, women who landed a nanny position after their training at Norland started with salaries around 30 to 40 pounds a year, on top of having their expenses paid by their employers. It was great money, especially for a woman in that place and time. As Norland's reputation grew, so did its student body, from just a handful of students who studied for a few months to today's four-year course, with graduates earning a BA in early childhood education and care. Things got complicated for many of the Norlanders spread across Europe in the early 20th century, as Heron detailed in her book, British Nannies in the Great War, How Norland's Regiment of Nannies Coped with Conflict and Childcare in the Great War. As she said, for Emily Ward, it was always one of her aspirations that she would be placing young women in aristocratic families, if not royal families. Very quickly, she managed to place a couple of girls within the German aristocracy, which worked really well until World War I kicked off. There was one young lady who managed to look after a branch of the imperial family in Moscow and St. Petersburg. When the revolution kicked off in 1917, she managed to escape with them to Finland. But sadly, she died in the 1919 influenza epidemic. Through it all, Norland carried on, with a curriculum designed to produce childcare professionals who are equipped to deal with just about anything, from minor medical mishaps to cooking and nutrition to tutoring. Heron said, They taught the children to read and write, basic arithmetic, singing, piano, and other musical instruments. They'd trained to deal with children up to the age of, quite precisely, seven years and 11 months. That's because, at eight, most young ladies would be passed to the care of a governess, and boys would be, as Heron puts it, packed off to prep school. Times have changed in lots of ways. Over the years, other schools with a similar model have cropped up. Uh, Since 2015, Norland has accepted male students. But Norland leans on its traditions. A Norland nanny is easy to spot, thanks to the unmistakable uniform, a crisp, light brown dress with white trim, or beige trousers and a tweed blazer, with women often sporting a short-brimmed brown hat emblazoned with a gold N for formal occasions. For the most part, Norland graduates dress in more modern clothing after graduation, but sometimes their employer will ask them to wear the uniform. Heron said, It's an old-fashioned uniform. It's traditional. At some point, the Princess of Wales has asked their nanny to wear a uniform on public duty. Not always, but at some key events. In contrast, the school's curriculum now covers some very modern things, the unusual situations that might possibly arise while caring for the children of the world's most powerful people. Heron said, They do lots of exciting things. There's some self-defense. They practice evasive driving or driving in snow, ice, and fog, difficult conditions. And the nannies leave Norland's classrooms having become consummate professionals, thanks in part to the thousands of trainees who have come before them. Heron explained, Think of a parent with a first child, muddling through, getting on with it, and just occasionally making mistakes. With a Norlander, that doesn't happen. There have been some 7,000 nannies trained since the very first day, and they all provide feedback. If they had an issue, they'd write the college asking for advice. Sometimes they'd write and say, This is how I've dealt with this predicament, and I think other nannies ought to know about it. So, in each Norlander, you're looking at nigh on 7,000 nannies worth of experience. The total fees for the 2022-23 school year for UK students are just over £15,000, that's about 19000 American dollars. And a Norland nanny can expect to make anywhere in the range of £32,000 to £124,000 or more, depending on the type and location of service. That's around forty dollars to $156,000 American dollars. 
Every year, about 100 nannies graduate from Norland, but there are some 11 open positions for every trained Norland nanny, so graduates are very much in demand. Today's episode is based on the article, Norland College, Where the Royals Find Their Nannies, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Kate Morgan. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For four more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.